My entitled manager throws me under the bus at work, causing me to lose status in the office, as well as to lose any type of raise, annual bonus, or promotion, simply because she claimed I was being insubordinate, as well as being combative towards her, my superior. But in the end, I get the last laugh, as she got fired for creating a hostile work environment, and the supervisor over her was asked to step down for poor performance. Here's what happened. So this happened to me some years ago, when I worked in the call center of a Midwestern bank. I was working as an online banking support technician, essentially phone-based tech support. The job was pitched to me as a non-customer-facing technical role, but barely a week after I started, we were told that we were technically within the call center's chain of command, and thus we had to start taking calls, even though all the service reps had access to the online banking system and were trained for basic troubleshooting. Think password changes, unlocking locked accounts, stuff like that. Well, cue the transferred calls. I'd pick up the phone, and the rep would say, something akin to, I have a customer who needs online banking assistance, then quickly transfer the call before I could ask for specifics. The customer would only need their password reset and would be upset that they would have to be transferred and then they would take it out on me. I have to say though, there is a large number of people who should never use a computer again. So one day I was working the Saturday shift. The call center was run with a skeleton crew and our team was just one person on weekends. Midway through my shift, the call center assistant manager came into our area. Now this manager had a reputation for being a complete jerk especially to the people that she did not like. She played favorites pretty badly and I was in her sights. For the sake of the story we'll call her Karen. She says to me, hey I need you to add this account to a customer's profile and then hands me a piece of paper. I pull up the account she specified as well as the online profile and I see that the account and the profile belong to a business account. Now this is a massive red flag because business accounts have very specific rules to follow, one of which is that a form needs to be filled out and signed by one of the authorized signatories for that business. This is because many businesses have employee users who are able to view account details or transfer funds within accounts, but are not authorized to modify the accounts or the profiles on behalf of the business. Think people in accounting or billing, stuff like that. I look at her and I say, sure, do you have a signed business form or is one in the works? The entitled Karen then says, no, I just need you to add the account. The customer's on the phone. So I respond by explaining that we can't add an account to the business without a signed form. But this entitled Karen tried to go over my head. She looked at me and said, I am authorizing it. Do it on my authority. But I did not trust that in the slightest because I knew for a fact she would hang me out to dry. So I say to her, okay, just send an email authorizing the change and I'll add the account. But she was not willing to comply because she said she needs the account added now and that apparently I'm keeping the customer waiting. So I said, well, I'll start setting it up, but even so, it will take about five minutes. Just send me a quick email authorizing the change and we'll use it to get started. The entitled Karen then leaves without another word and a few minutes later, an email arrives. I save the changes and the job is done, or so I thought. On Monday morning, guess what happens? I was working at my desk when my supervisor comes over. She asked me to follow her to the conference room where she shut the door. We'll call her Becky since Karen is already being used. Becky looks at me and says, Karen told me that she had an incident with you on Saturday. Is that true? I looked at her and I said, we had a discussion, but I would hardly call it an incident. She asked me to add a business account without a form, which is a procedure violation. Becky then told me that this Karen said I was being insubordinate as well as combative. And I responded by saying, I'm sorry, what? All I did was tell her that we needed the form or an email from her authorizing the break in procedure. I was neither combative or insubordinate. Becky then 
said, well, it's your word against hers and she is the manager. So I need to believe what she has told me. I looked at her and I said, seriously, I have the email from her in my inbox where we broke procedure. Becky then said, still, when a manager gives you an order, you obey it. You do not question it. So I said that when the spot audit finds that I added a business account without a signed form, what are we going to do then? Becky then said that it doesn't matter. You follow orders. Consider this a verbal warning. And if your insubordination continues, it will result in further penalty. A few months later, I received my annual review. The incident was noted in the review and my overall rating had been downgraded. We use a four level system, A being the best and D being the worst. I went from a B down to a C on the basis of my insubordination. This had the direct effect of reducing my raise to a negligible amount. I got no annual bonus and I got no promotion. I left the job for a new technical role a year later. But you know what? Karma seemed to have my back as I later found out that the entitled Karen was fired for creating a hostile work environment. Thank you, HR. You finally made a good call. And Becky was asked to step down as a supervisor due to her poor performance. She walked off the job that same day. So honestly, I'm glad I don't work there anymore. And I'm glad that this entitled Karen and this entitled Becky got exactly what was coming to them. Yeah, both of them sound absolutely insane. The fact that Becky was saying you got to follow it without any kind of question is, in my opinion, completely ridiculous. No, if we're breaking procedure and possibly breaking the law, sorry, but I'm going to question it and I'm going to press you for more information on what it is we're exactly doing and how this is not okay in the slightest. Like, I think the original poster's instincts was correct. This stupid Karen really was going to leave them out to dry. They were not going to defend them in the slightest and they 100% were going to throw them under the bus. I mean, just look at what happened. The original poster got downgraded and didn't get a bonus or any kind of promotion. Like, that is honestly ridiculous. So it looks like the original poster did get the last laugh as the entitled Karen and Becky of this story either got fired or was forced to step down. And that's honestly what you get for having such poor management skills and throwing people under the bus who are clearly just trying to get their job done in the correct manner. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My entitled roommate and her boyfriend constantly claimed that me and my other roommates were making a huge mess in our communal home. But the fact of the matter is, is that she, as well as her boyfriend, were the sole reason for any kind of mess downstairs. And I honestly couldn't stand it, and I decided to get some revenge. Here's what happened. So for a bit of context, my friends and I house shared with the worst people ever. They were a couple. They were loud, they were messy, they were gross. They shouted and swore all day and night. They took priority over all communal spaces and made it seem like we weren't even welcome in our own home. They also stole from us constantly. Here's the kicker though. Despite all that, they were very, very strict on house rules. And this was obviously for us, not for them. We would get screamed at if we made any noise while they were sleeping. But they would stomp around the house, shouting and swearing, slamming all the doors at 3am as much as they like. Obviously, this house wasn't this haven of peace. It was an eight-person student house, so you can expect a bit of noise and a mess. We tried explaining to them that if they can leave their dishes to rot and mold in the kitchen, we could maybe get a bit more slack with what we were allowed to do. For example, if we left a cup next to the sink overnight, they would break it. They would try to paint this picture of us as being these horribly messy and inconsiderate housemates, when in reality, we were literally just too scared to leave our rooms, and we lived off takeaway for months, 
just so we wouldn't make any kind of mess. We did everything. The cleaning of the whole house, the garbage bins, as well as cleaning up their mess. And as mentioned above, we stayed in our rooms and would go to each other's rooms and didn't cook in their kitchen or go downstairs for anything. So when we stopped cleaning the downstairs, we were never down there so there was no mess that we made. It started to get messy from their own doing. Empty drink bottles everywhere, cushions thrown around, rubbish all over the floor. One of them finally decides to tidy up their own mess before they left for a few days. And once they were gone, we were finally able to relax and chill downstairs. We didn't feel anxious anymore and we were able to go out and do something without feeling forced by this couple to bring them with us. It was all brilliant and it was all good. All the way up until we got a text message stating, can we make sure to keep the house tidy as I've just cleaned all of downstairs as it was so messy. Now, when I saw that, this text message changed something in me. I don't know if it was the acting like cleaning up your own mess is this amazing favor or acting like it wasn't her and her boyfriend's mess she cleaned up and us disgusting little rats would mess up her beautiful cleaning job instantly. So I decided to clean. I picked up everything in the living room and the kitchen that belonged to them and put it in a nice big pile over their personal hob. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Bits of their rubbish, their moldy mugs and plates that had insects on them. I mean, the man had a whole countertop dedicated to empty spice containers. And in contrast, I wasn't allowed my cup with my cutlery in it on the countertop. When they found the pile, they asked me why I didn't just throw out the rubbish. I said something along the lines of saying, you said that you cleaned these rooms, so I just assumed you wanted to keep the moldy wrappers since they've been here for weeks. I honestly just wanted to show them that they also make mess too, a lot more than anyone else here, while also showing that her impeccable cleaning absolutely missed a few spots. But needless to say, I'm so glad I don't live with these people anymore, because I think I would have gone crazy if they blamed the messy house on me or my roommates ever again. These housemates sound absolutely obnoxious. Imagine that, you're just trying to live and have some kind of life, and you've got two people in the house who are not only incredibly messy, but they also blame that mess on literally everybody but themselves. Like, if you think about it, that's not fair in the slightest. They are literally the ones that are leaving everything out, and they're causing so many problems all around the house itself. Like, you and your roommates stay up in your room, and you don't even go downstairs. So there's no reason for them to be like, oh, you guys are making such a mess. Absolutely obnoxious, and for the sake of the original poster and their roommates, it really is a good thing that you don't live with them anymore. Because from the sounds of it, these two roommates sound like awful people. My entitled supervisor demands that I start punching in all my hours at work. But as a result, they come to find out pretty quickly that I book a lot of overtime at the office. And now they're forced to pay me so much more than they would have if they had just left me alone and let me do my job. Here's what happened. So I'm a 31-year-old male and I started working for my uncle two years ago. He has a company with some business partners of his and my work is now being directly under him, learning every perk of running the business and also being a personal assistant to him as well. We settled on a contract in which I would receive a fixed monthly income with a bonus of an additional salary by the end of every year. And while I had no overtime pay, I did have total control over my work schedule. And by total, I mean absolutely total, where I could come to the job just three days a week as long as I delivered results. My uncle knew my work ethics, so it was kind of a win for him, since when needed, I would work 60 to 65 hours a week. And that's if I needed to. Also, I could work during a holiday. Also, I was available on call nearly every day, 24-7. So if anyone needed anything from me related to work, I was there. Now, work was running great until September last year, when my uncle took a couple of days to travel to another state to meet some new clients. 
clients, and one of his associates by the name of Gordon, that's not their real name, took over his role in the company for those days to support some of his roles. Due to having worked a 14-hour shift the day before the travel, and also having two 12-hour shifts the week before, I was absolutely tired. And since we had little to no work piled up, I took an early leave the first day that he was there, and arrived way after lunch the day after. I then started working normally from the third day until we came back a week later. Now he was furious at my attitude, berating my uncle for even contracting me in the first place, since I don't even work full regular hours, and demanded among the other business partners that I at least punch in my working hours, and if I don't meet the quota, those will be deducted from my monthly pay. Now, there's a ton of labor laws where I live. Employees have a certain amount of hours required to work each month, and every hour short of that is deducted from the monthly payment, and every hour beyond that is paid as overtime. Other partners backed up Gordon's claim, stating that I needed more supervision on what I was doing, in which my uncle was forced to comply. His only remark was saying, since we're doing this by the law, it means that we will also pay him overtime according to the law, right? They all agreed, and from October forward, I would start punching my hours on the job every day. So this is when I decided to maliciously comply. Gordon was expecting a decrease on my pay due to being in the company at my least busy week since I arrived, when in fact, I usually pull a bunch of overtime. Also, if they needed to call me after I left, they had to punch in the hours from the moment I left until I finished the call, resulting in free overtime pay. One more thing. By the law, the rate of overtime pay increases the more overtime is done in a month. And it's a really weird formula, but to simplify, my average overtime hours pays a third higher than the average overtime hours of other employees. And these are people that would have the same monthly salary as me. My monthly income is now 30% higher due to the overtime that I started receiving. And to top it all off, in a busy month, that could get even closer to 50% higher, even though I am actually working a little less than before. And Gordon can't go back in the same situation as before, since my uncle made sure that once I started punching my hours, there was no going back, and that all the partners approved. So at the end of the day, I come home with some pretty good paychecks, and there's not a thing that Gordon can do about it. Your uncle sounds absolutely amazing. He knew exactly what was going to happen, and he let them set themselves up for you to get a fat paycheck every month, and that's honestly fantastic. Gordon could have just kept things the way they were. He could have just let you do your own thing, and you could have easily just made your money and went along your way, but he decided to be weird, and as a result, he's costing the company a lot more money than you're probably worth, and that's not an insult. That just means that you know what? They're probably overpaying you big time, and there's not a thing they can do about it. So honestly, good for you for getting a fantastic paycheck. You're actually getting paid for all your hours, and at the end of the day, there's no one to blame except for Gordon, as well as the rest of the partners. My new roommate is absolutely terrified of me, to the point where she is sick to her stomach, all because of a previous roommate that was awful to her for several years, and now I feel stuck between a rock and a hard place, and I seriously don't know what to do. So I am currently in a housing program in an eastern state in the United States. I don't want to go into specifics, but basically this program is for underprivileged youth, you get discounted rent as well as utilities, as long as you're in some sort of trade or working. This lasts until you're about 25, and then after that they kick you out. And at the time of this incident, I was 20 years old, and my roommate was 22. You live in a dorm building, and each dorm is like a two-bedroom apartment, and you can get your own room while also getting assigned a roommate. You also get assigned a counselor who checks in on you once a week. I didn't get to meet my roommate before I moved in. My counselor warned me before I moved in, literally a couple of hours before, that my roommate is very nervous, as she's had very scary experiences with her previous 
roommates and could be a bit on the shyer side. I asked about it more and apparently the previous roommate was psychotic and would say some horrible things to my now roommate. And this was all over small things. She also refused to do chores. She was sneaking in people to scare the roommate. She was breaking all the rules. She was stealing and breaking this roommate's things as well as getting violent when she got angry like slamming the doors, punching the walls and throwing things around. She refused to pay any of the bills and was damaging the roommate's credit and basically making my roommate afraid to even be inside her own home because she was terrified of her. They said because of rules they didn't kick her out for two years. That is until the neighbors called the police enough times for the program to finally take action. Now when I heard this I was absolutely mortified. I asked why they didn't kick her out sooner but she just ignored that. She later said that she was new to the program as a counselor so she only knew what her colleagues had told her. So with all that in mind I tried to approach my roommate as nicely as I could at first. She is a no BS type of person and she was kind but made it very clear that she wasn't going to be bullied in her own house and told me what rules were in place and that we were expected to follow them. They weren't strict or anything like that so I just agreed to it and things were fine. However she is very cautious around me and it's to the point where I kind of feel uncomfortable around her. Now I really do feel selfish for that considering what she went through. She lets me use her silverware and plates but if she sees me using it she will go into her room and write down what I'm using as well as what time I picked it up. She doesn't speak to me other than stuff regarding the house and she will get uncomfortable if I'm in the same room and then suddenly leave. I tried to make friends with her but she says she's too uncomfortable with the idea of being friends with somebody she lives with and wants to keep everything as professional as possible. The other day I overheard her appointment with her therapist. They were talking in her room. She didn't know I was home. She was bawling her eyes out telling her therapist she hates me. How she realizes I'm not like her past roommate but she just hates having a stranger so close to her that I could snap and change at any moment and that at any moment I could attempt to harm her just like her previous roommate did. She started screaming about how she's throwing up constantly from the stress of simply being near me which by the way is true. She is really sick all of the time and I have heard her throw up before. She explained that her friends even refused to come over because of how scary the previous roommate was and she's afraid that I could be just like that. After I heard that I left and went to my boyfriend's house for a couple of days but when I explained to him exactly what's going on he got angry and said she shouldn't talk about me like that in the slightest. Now just for some context I can't afford to live on my own currently and I can't live with my boyfriend or my family but I feel so uncomfortable and this is all for me knowing that I'm making her so miserable. I know I didn't do anything wrong and I know that none of this is my fault in the slightest but the way she was crying she sounded so terrified. I hated making someone feel like that. It really broke my heart overall. I brought it up with my counselor and she says they can't do anything about it right now and they can't move me so overall I should just leave her alone. I'm really stuck on what to do because I seriously feel miserable and I really don't know what to do. Yeah, that is an awful situation. I seriously cannot imagine having a roommate like that who would treat me like garbage, who would break my stuff, who would basically freak out over the smallest things and then she would refuse to pitch in and pay for rent or anything else like that. Like how on earth could this program seriously let this slide and allow this roommate to treat this other woman like that? Not to mention to let that happen for two years. Like consider the circumstances. It's already a really hard situation situation for everybody involved. There's clearly something that went wrong in both of these people's lives and they're living in this communal dorm just to try and get things together and it literally
literally took the police being called multiple times just to try and get this program to step in and do their job. So to that end, I really don't blame the original poster's roommate for being cautious and having some kind of anxiety about the situation. Because I mean, technically she is right. The original poster could snap and become a monster. Like for me personally, I really do think anyone could do that. But it really doesn't sound like the original poster would ever become that in the slightest. They've tried their best to do everything right and they've tried their best to make friends, but it's just not working. So honestly, in my opinion, I think you just need to reciprocate the way she's treating you. Don't try to be friends, just be roommates. And unfortunately, and it may sound insensitive, but if this roommate is seriously that uncomfortable, then that's not on you. That is on her completely. That's for her to figure out. You've not done anything wrong. You've not done anything to offend your roommate and any kind of preconceived notions that she has, regardless of who her roommate was previously, is literally on her shoulders. So I would just try and live your life as quietly as possible. Wait until the day that you can move out and then get out of there as soon as you can because this roommate seriously has some stuff they need to work out and honestly, none of it is your responsibility in the slightest. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.